0: This hearing is now in session. Under the authority vested in me by Starfleet Command. I declare all charges and specifications in this matter have been dropped. Jim, read. you have the authority. Mr. Spock, I believe our heading takes us near the Sete Alpha star system.
1: Quite correct, Captain. Planet number five there is habitable. Although a bit savage, somewhat inhospitable. But no more than Australia's botany bay colony was at the beginning.
0: Those men went on to tame a continent, Mr. Khan. Can you tame a world? Have you ever read Milton, Captain? Captain. Yes. I understand. Lieutenant Marla McGavers.
2: Given a choice of court martial
1: or accompanying them there. It will be difficult. A struggle at first, even to stay alive, to find food. I'll go with him, sir. A superior woman. I will
0: take her. And I've gotten something else I wanted. A world to win, an empire to build.
1: This hearing is closed. It's a shame for a good Scotsman to admit it, but... I'm not up on Milton. The statement Lucifer made when he fell into the pit, it is better to rule in hell than serve in heaven. Huh. <laughs> would be interesting, Captain, to return to that world in a hundred years and learn what crop had sprung from the seed you planted today. Yes, Mr. Spark. It would indeed. Is It Was a Thing on TV. Total Red Man has ever done something like this to me. It's uh, a...
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... The Dregs of Humanity! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another It Was a Thing on TV live show. Greg here once again with Chico. And Uh. we are... Yes. And we are doing the live show for Star Trek to The Wrath of Khan. Now, remember, all the way back in April, we did the director's edition for Star Trek, the motion picture, where that premiered on Paramount+. And we, uh, a while back, decided we're going to go through uh, the first four movies. I don't know if we're going to do five and six. Maybe we will. I don't know. But, but this the first, is
0: but the first four are if you will pardon the pun paramount. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh and this is actually the 40th anniversary release. So, this is both the director's cut and the 40th anniversary release.
2: Yeah, cuz uh the one we're showing in this uh chat is the um director's cut of Star Trek 2: The Wrath of Khan and um It's not necessarily a director's cut, because according to director Nicholas Meyer, he considers the theatrical version the director's cut. But this is basically a version that they said, do you approve of it? And he's like,
0: yeah, this is fine. It's fine. It's It's fine. It's like, you like Spock? You like Kirk? You like Spock dying? It's fine. Yeah, as long as it has
2: that, you know, I don't care. Yeah. And there's there's some extra scenes that add some context in this version uh, compared to the theatrical version, especially the um because I think we mentioned it in one of the uh, episodes. I think it might have been the uh, the Powers of Matthew star episode, because uh, Ike Eisenman, who plays Peter Preston, who's Scotty's nephew. It's never made clear he's Scotty's nephew in the theatrical cut, where this it's specifically made clear this is uh, his nephew.
0: Yeah, and this would actually be, what, three years after, or three or four years after the fantastic journey in which he and a group of scientists get marooned on an island in the Bermuda Triangle and meet a guy from the future and a half alien, half uh, Atlantean fish lady. Yes, I did some deep dives on YouTube before the show.
2: And he was in a Escape to Witch Mountain. Yep. That was him. Yeah, he was in Escape to Witch Mountain. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh let's talk about the uh how this movie came about because if you'll remember, Star Trek the Motion Picture came out in nineteen seventy nine and
0: the uh reviews were let's just say mixed. It's like everybody everybody took one look at Star Trek the Motion Picture and said It's fine.
2: Yeah there's like these overlong shots of, uh, Kirk looking at the enterprise. We don't get it. Um, there's a lot of scenes where nothing's happening.
0: Kurt, Kurt's wearing short shorts on the bridge.
2: Everyone's wearing like disco. We outfits. What the hell is
0: V'ger? It's like, it took a long while to get to the payoff, but the payoff was pretty good. The payoff was pretty good, but, Paramount decided, you know
2: what, for the second movie, we gotta, like, scale this down a bit. So the yeah. budget was, like, completely reduced, and um, they decided Gene Roddenberry, uh, we're not gonna have you, like, in charge of the movie.
0: Yeah. They're basically doing what Fred Freiberger did in season three.
2: So they went with a television man by the name of Horv Bennett to executive produce this movie. And they actually said to Horv Bennett, hey, can you make this movie for like $10 million? And Horv Bennett famously said, where I come from in television, I could make five movies with that budget. (laughs) Yep. So So Horv Bennett looked at all 79 episodes of Star Trek to get ideas for the second movie. And he came across Space Seed
0: which was season one, episode 22. Yes. And which which aired on February 16th, 1967. Yes. And so, the last scene,
2: as you heard earlier at the start of the episode, gave Horv Bennett the idea, the second movie, we're going to see Khan in this movie. So, they ended up getting back to reprise the role of Khan... Ricardo Montalban, and that's a coup considering he's coming off Fantasy Islands,
0: and everyone knows him as Mister Rourke. So, yeah, and and the thing of it is, he had to basically relearn the role because this was actually in an interview that he did for another a DVD release, where he had to uh, basically go back and rewatch the episode over and over until. He got Khan back in his consciousness. I got a million of them today. God. Yes.
2: And also, <sighs> there's the subject of who are they going to get to direct the second movie? Well, they turned to a person who was not that familiar with Star Trek, but he was coming off a big movie back in 1979 called Time After Time with Malcolm McDell and the late David Warner. In um, Nicholas Meyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he had no idea about Star Trek, but he said, you know what? This is a
0: compelling story, so I might as well go on with it. And perhaps it's the best. And perhaps it was the best way to uh, approach a Star Trek project with absolutely no knowledge of the franchise whatsoever. It's like, looks like what J.J. J. Abrams did with the reboot uh, with the reboot series, and he just said, I'm not here to make a Star Trek movie for people who like Star Trek. I'm here to make a Star Trek movie for people who like movies. And that's what Nicholas Meyer did. Yes. All right, so. So that would be one of the best in the franchise. In Star
2: Trek too, Yes. So what you're going to do, here, what you're going to do is if you have the um, now, unfortunately, right now, the director's cut of Star Trek 2, the Wrath of Khan is not on Paramount Plus, as we speak, as we're recording this in August of 2022. But if you have your old DVD copy lying around or if you have uh, a Blu-ray of this, because this was released on Blu-ray for the 50th anniversary of Star Trek in 2016. And it's on the Star Trek four movie collection Blu-ray four K set. It'll be on the upcoming six movie collection four K Blu-ray set.
0: And and uh, and, it, and if you are listening to this in the future, it's gonna be on Paramount Plus, so. Oh, the director's cut's gonna be on Paramount Plus, they said? It should
2: be. Well, well, it's, not, well it's not on in August of twenty twenty two at the time
0: of recording. It's like this. In, the future, in the future. Where well, we maybe. do not live just yet.
2: Okay, well, presumably, what, maybe when they uh, get all the 4K Masters up, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I think, I think this is also up on Vudu and iTunes and Google Play, the director's cut, too. So you can buy it there, and you can follow along with us. So, all right, I'm going to give a five-second countdown, and then when I hit play, you'll hit play, all right? so, um, So it's right at the very beginning of the thing. So it'd be at zero, 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 zero is the time code. So I'm going to give the five second countdown right now. And then I'll say play. Okay. All right. Five, four, three, two, one play. And we see the paramount mountain here, a golf and Western company. And we go
0: to blue. Fade black. This is already looking like a second season episode. Yes.
2: Or should I say a third season episode? Something like that. And by the way, I should note the uh, music in this. Done by the late, great James Hoarder. Nice. Yeah, this was like I think this was like his first big movie he scored. And they'd
0: uh, get him back for uh, Star Trek 3. Which makes sense cuz they would have had to uh um make these two films back to back. Yeah. Yeah. In and order re- for the story to make sense.
2: Story to make sense, but I really do love this score. It's actually one of my favorite scores. I actually got the uh I got um, what in 2013, I think right or t- 2013, right after um, James Horner passed away, got the score of this movie, and I got the uh, recent one that came out from La La Land Records, the two disc edition that has like some um, unused cuts on it too. So yeah,
0: Michelle Nichols, R.I.P. Rest in power. Yes. And then we have BB Besh, Merrick Buttrick as David, and, and Paul Paul Winfield as Terrell. This was before uh, he uh, did the thi- this was before he did the thing with uh, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. So,
2: or when he was uh, the the Don King fight promoter in mm-hmm. The
0: Simpsons, you couldn't give me one lousy round, Mo. We also have the first appearance of Kirstie Alley as Savick. And this would have been, well, Kirstie Alley would have been coming off. She was, uh, for those that don't know, she was actually contested on Match Game. Yep. She was an interior designer from Kansas. And then, I don't know, somebody saw Match Game and said, get me that interior designer from Kansas. Oh, she was also on Password Plus.
2: Not to be confused with the uh, Canadian version, Password A. Well, no. No. (coughs) All right. Directed by Nicholas Meyer. Legend. Yes. And now right here in the 23rd century, this was actually in the director's commentary. Nicholas Nicholas Meyer said he put that in for his dad, who had never seen Star Trek, so he could get into the movie. Uh Uh-huh. So that makes a lot of sense. It gets you right into the movie. Tells you, okay, this is the twenty third century.
0: That would be two hundred years from right now. Two hundred years from right now. But uh for us Trekkies, it is start eight eight one three zero dot three. And it I believe we are in the midst
2: of Oh yeah, we're in the midst of something here. So we yes. have so we have Savik, who's at command right here of the Enterprise. And yeah, and this is the Kobayashi Maru. The Kobayashi Maru. Now this is gonna be very important. This is gonna set up the plot of the movie right here for later on. Okay, the neutral zone.
0: 81 passengers, and yeah. she asks to plot an intercept course. But, but, if the, but if the Klingons
2: or the Romulans find out, they're going to be screwed. Uh, yep. And
0: Sulu's like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, nice early uh, CG there."
2: Oh, yes. There's a lot of early CG. In fact, the uh, CG for this movie in some sequences was done by this small uh, little company from Lucasfilm. I don't know if you heard of them. Pixar. And we've lost the signal. Oh, crap. Oh. And we have Klingon Warbirds. Nice reuse of stock footage from the first movie. Oh, crap. They're going to fire. Yep, they're going to fire.
0: Boom. And one by one, everybody
2: dies. Everybody dies one by one. It's like, what? Wait, everyone's dying at the start of the movie? Huh?
0: But like we said... <clears throat> yeah. This is the Kobayashi Maru. Wait. Uh, wait, Why is there light? Oh! 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 Any suggestions, Admiral? Prayer, Mr. Savick. The Klingons don't. Responders. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> oh, what a great acting job there. So yeah, this is clearly Starfleet Academy
0: in beautiful San Francisco. Yep. She doesn't believe this was a fair test of her command abilities. Hey, you know what? Everybody who takes the Kobayashi Maru says that. Yeah, except for Kirk.
2: But how did he (laughs) do? Because as we find out, he's the only cadet who ever won the Kobayashi Maru. But how did he win? Well, that's a question we're going to find out later in this movie.
0: Huh? Kirk has found himself liking his desk job, apparently. Which
2: is a contrast in the first movie. Oh, aren't you dead? I have this one guy in the background here just vacuuming. I'm vacuuming. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Oh, yeah, it's his birthday. It's Kirk's birthday.
0: And Spock is heading to the Enterprise.
2: Yeah, Kirk's just going to go back home. And now here we are in his apartment in San Francisco. Right on the uh, waterfront right, right there. Right on the,
0: you know, ni- nice view of the bay there. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, that little... uh. Baker's rack thing he's got. Very yeah. popular design in the eighties.
2: Yeah. And by the way, if you look closely in the background, you can see a Commodore pet in the background, which is actually a computer that William Shatner did commercials for around this time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, McCoy brought Kirk some Romulan ale for his birthday.
0: Twenty two eighty three. Good year for good year for Romulan Ale. Yeah. Oh. More antiques? Glasses.
2: But he doesn't have any idea what glasses are.
0: They're 400 years old. You don't find many with the lenses intact. Most basic reason is because of Retinax Five. five. Retinax Five. Yeah. I'm allergic. Cheers. So it's either glasses or nothing. Well,
2: that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Kirk. He's like, Ugh. yeah. he's like, that's, that's... smooth. Ugh. Now just remember those glasses for later on. Uh at least two movies from now.
0: It's like other people's birthdays. Why are we treating yours like a funeral? Good question. And Bones is busy trying to remind Jim of his time back in the first movie. It's like, all of a sudden, you want to kick your legs up and do yeah, just, land jobs. When you yeah, you don't be out w- in space. Why?
2: Why? Why would you be content being a friggin' uh, De- desk a desk jockey, man, desk man at Starfleet Academy?
0: Oh, Oh, I know you just didn't call me old. Meanwhile. That's the CNCC
2: 1864.
0: The USS Reliant. Starship Log, Stardate 8130.4, First Officer Pavel Chekov.
2: So, okay. He's Here's-
0: on his way to SETI Alpha 6. Now, this is important because the last, because in episode 22 Space Seed, we ended up on City Alpha 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 5.
2: 5. Now, that's key. City Alpha 5, and this is City Alpha 6. So they're trying to find something related to a project called Genesis. I wonder if it was originally called Project Mega Drive.
0: I see what you did there. by the way the captain played by, played by Paul Winfield yep, and his first officer is Chekhov yeah victor Richter too and uh Carol Marcus is a doctor now. oh wait no i'm thinking of, i'm thinking of the wrong Marcus. Or maybe it is Carl Marcus. Yeah. It's Carol Marcus. Yeah, it's Carol Marcus.
2: <clears throat> now they're trying to make sure. Now we don't know this yet. But the whole point of this is there has to be like no life on the planet.
0: None. Not even a single bacterion.
2: And, of course, we're introduced to Carol's son, David,
0: here in this scene. It looks like a bit of a goober, if you ask me.
2: (laughs) Jim Kirk was many things, but he was never a Boy Scout. No, really. And so Tyrell and Chekhov, they beam down right on City Alpha Six.
0: In full, in full gear.
2: In full gear, and there's a sandstorm. Oh, this has got to. This has got to be correct.
0: This has got to be correct. uh, Yep. It's supposed to be a garden. It is a garden of sand. It's just sand. And the occasional boulder. Boulder!
2: walk walk okay there's something here
0: they found something they found a a closet hut huh cargo carriers cargo carriers okay but there isn't supposed to be any
2: life here that's weird
0: So, what do you suppose is inside a, What do you suppose is inside a space double wide?
2: Oh, you got me. Uh Yeah, this looks pretty run down.
0: Yeah. This is definitely gone in. And if I'm not mistaken, it looks pretty much lived in.
2: Wait, there's something. There's something in.
0: What? There's something in there.
2: Huh. And. Wait. Moby Dick King Lear.
0: SS Botany Bay.
2: Botany Bay. Botany Bay! Oh, no! Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. So they got. <laughs> we, the- <laughs> we gotta get out of here. We got. We gotta get the hell out of this
0: place. And then.
2: Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs>
0: Eh, uh, they'll be fun. They'll be fun.
2: Oh, one note Nicholas Meyer made about this scene is: you notice Khan just takes the one glove off, and people have always asked him, "Why does he take the one glove off?" And his response is always, "Well, why do you think he takes the glove off?" Uh, I I kind of like that. Yeah, it's like. It's not my job to explain. You have to figure that out for yourself. And then, oh! And the sound you
0: heard was Chekhov shitting himself.
2: Now, it should be noted that in the original episode, Chekhov's not in the episode. Because I don't think Chekhov debuts until season two,
0: right? Correct. Uh, Chekhov was added strictly to a piece to the ladies. Oh really? I never knew that's the reason. Oh yeah.
2: David Jones looking dude. I did not think. Oh yeah, we got to cast Walter canings to bring the ladies in. Oh yeah. But I believe the novelization of this movie explains he was actually the Watchman when Khan was being marooned on the City Alpha uh, six. Or oh no, City Alpha C- five. City Alpha five. Oh. Yeah. Well, what's he doing on City Alpha uh, 6? Because he was on City Alpha
0: 5. Yeah, you only think he was on City Alpha 6. And forget 100, this is 15 years later. This is Seti Alpha Five.
2: Wait, he never told him. What, Chekhov? You never told your captain this tale. I don't
0: even know this tale. I, dude, I don't even go here. I don't even
2: know who Admiral Kirk. I've never met the guy. Wait. Admiral. 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 Okay. Well, I look. He just says, "Admiral."
0: This is City Alpha 5! Surprise, son! This is SETI Alpha 5. Yeah. You think there's life here? You was lied to. SETI Alpha 6 that exploded six months after we arrived. The shock shifted everything out of orbit and laid waste to everything. And Admiral Kirk, uh, he didn't give a crap about us. He just was like, eh, whatever. Whatever. I'm going to find... It. Whatever. I'm going to find another green lady to cohabitate with.
2: Oh. Well. <clears throat> He's like, oh yeah, in the 1990s. Yeah. I was the, I was the effing man back then. Earth in the
0: 90s. Good times. Good times.
2: <laughs> I was playing 3D Space Cadet Pinball on Windows 95.
0: Standing in line for your PlayStation. Watching an episode of Power Rangers.
2: Wait a minute. They didn't expect he was gonna be here. Oh, they thought this was City Out the Six. Oh, wait. Oh,
0: wait. What?
2: What are you doing here?
0: Hmm. That's a good question. I don't even know the answer to that myself.
2: Oh, I like how that handlebar is conveniently located so he can lift him up.
0: Why are you here? I don't know.
2: Oh, and by the way, everyone believes that that's a prosthetic chest that Ricardo Montalbán has, but no... According to Nick Meyer, that's his actual chest.
0: He he built himself up for the role. Yeah, he
2: got yoked for this. It killed 20 of my people.
0: That little armadillo-looking thing?
2: Yeah, including his beloved wife. Who, if you'll remember, was uh, Marla McGivers in the uh, episode Space Seed.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh what is it uh.
2: oh, that's ugly.
0: what are they pulling out No seriously, what is he pulling out oh Their little baby, whatever those are, and turns out those little SETI eels they basically keep you in line, yeah. Oh, no. Ugh. They're they're basically... uh, They basically stuck the eels on their faces and then put their helmets back on
2: You here, and where may I find James Kirk? And wow, Kirk's already using those glasses to great use. Yep, really good and... tale of two cities. So yep. now they're they're heading back. Oh yeah, great reuse of stock footage right here from the first movie
0: yeah too bad none of it is remastered for four k
2: well this is the uh d v d cut i'm,
0: I'm uh and you know, in the rip right they're still they're still they're still waiting for the they're still waiting for the good stuff by the way you' tight budget at work This is the exact same entry scene in the motion picture.
2: Yeah. Except way shorter this time. Yeah. And basically, uh, Nick Meyer in the second movie, like wanted this to be like Horatio Hornblower in space. So this is like what, Way heavy on the military aspects of the movie, mm-hmm. like the um the whistle there that the uh what do you, what do you call that person like the, the
0: uh, helmsman, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so we're back on the Enterprise. Spock's the captain. The Enterprise is actually being used to train Starfleet Academy recruits.
2: Yes. And there's Peter Preston, played by Ike Osmond, as we mentioned earlier. Oh, and this is a historic moment cuz this is the first time Vulcan has ever spoken in Star Trek. Yep. Actually no. No, I actually No, cuz the first movie it, uh, there was that scene in um Vulcan where they spoke Vulcan, but I think this is the first um moment where the Vulcan language is fully developed cuz they actually got like uh a linguist Linguists. Yeah, to develop the Vulcan language for this. And this is actually a scene that was added for the director's cut. Yep, that was that was uh, shown in the um, the eighty two ABC the, the uh, ABC network version. The eighty two NB
0: the eighty two ABC network version or eighty four eighty
2: five. That's right. I'm trying. to I think this movie would have premiered on ABC in eighty five. Okay.
0: And meanwhile we're we're getting more backs more exposition, more backstory, this sort of thing. Yeah. Blind is a Tiberian bat.
2: My the sister's youngest.
0: Spunk.
2: Yeah. That's the scene that establishes, yeah, it's Scotty's nephew. No, no, later. Light it up. Light, light that baby up.
0: Nope. Do you know how to fly this thing? No. Nope.
2: I barely even got through the Kobayashi Maru.
0: He says, you're about to fly this thing.
2: Mm.
0: Nice try, but you're not getting out of it that easy. It's like, it must, it must hurt you to your core to see somebody else captain your ship.
2: And especially someone from the Academy.
0: It's like, I was flying this baby when you were in. What do, what do Vulcan babies wear?
2: <clears throat> oh, like this space guy in the suit, like
0: yeah, yeah, I'm doing this again. No, this is just, but it this is just B-roll from the first movie. Yeah.
2: But it's good reuse of uh, B-roll from the first movie. Oh, totally.
0: It's like I defer to your I defer to your knowledge. Mr. Sulu, you may indulge yourself. Does anybody know where we're going?
2: Well, nobody knows where they're going. This is like a cadet like thing. Like they they're just expecting ah, this is just gonna be like a thing. We're just gonna be cruising around for a bit. Then we'll be back. Yeah, I'm sure nothing's It's a three
0: hour tour. It's no problem.
2: Yeah, I'm sure nothing's gonna happen here. Back on SETI Alpha Five. Well, no, we're at a uh, regular oh, one here.
0: My mistake.
2: Regular one, which is actually uh, a reuse of the um, one of the um, props from the first movie, but except it's upside down. For the second movie as the regular one space station. Oh, they're getting something from the Reliant. Uh, Dr. Marcus is going to be looking at this.
0: Wow. Chekhov looks absolutely like he's being held hostage.
2: And nobody finds this suspicious. No one.
0: No. No. No, everything's all good. Oh, now he looks happy. It's like 30 seconds ago, you looked like... Hmm. Yeah. What? Who gave the order? Starfleet Command? From General Staff? Genesis is a civilian project. Starfleet doesn't own it. I have my orders? Who gave the order? Oh, it comes from uh, uh... My Mom Admiral
2: <laughs> David's like, I knew that damn boy scout wanted it
0: He wants it, he's not gonna get it. Well I'm sorry you feel that way, but you know eh, we're gonna take it.
1: That's just...
0: yeah. Just deliver it on our arrival. You know they're going to contact Kirk, right? I actually hope they do. (laughs) It's like, you you know they're going to contact Kirk, right? Know it. I'm looking for forward to it. Ooh. And Savik has changed into uh, something a little more comfortable. Yes. I'm not at all certain that um, I'm not at all certain that uh, Kirk has noticed, but yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. Yeah, you can't tell a Vulcan jokes. They will totally not get it.
2: They'll just be like, "What?
0: Let's put all the up the damn elevator."
2: I didn't notice anything about her hair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Urgent compact from regular one, sir. Oh. That's Carol Marcus.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, the ex-girlfriend's calling.
0: The ex-girlfriend wants her money. No. <laughs> Dangers of reopening old wounds. Why are you taking the Genesis away from us? Who's taking Genesis? What's Genesis? I can see, but I can't hear. Did you give the order for Genesis? Uh Huh? Uh -huh. What order? What Genesis? Uh What is is Genesis? Uh Huh? I'm not going to let them have Genesis without proper authorization. Uh On whose authority can they do this? Uh Uh Nobody's. You own it.
2: Oh, it's jammed. Oh. This is bad. Oh.
0: Alert Starfleet headquarters. We need to... I need to... What the heck is this Genesis? I need need to talk to them about Genesis. Okay. Meanwhile,
2: regular one, they're all like, Oh, crap.
0: This has got to be a mistake. Nothing about this makes any sense. Nothing makes any sense. Scientists are always pawns of the military. Well, that may, well that makes sense. Oh, where are we going? Well, that's for us to know, the reliant to find out.
2: And so, Kirk. He finds Spock at his uh chambers. And it's like, there's something wrong at regular one.
0: You've been ordered to con- to investigate. I told Surf the commands all we had was a boatload of children.
2: But, but yeah, the only
0: ship the quadrant.
2: Only ship that can go there. So yeah, how are we gonna do what are how are we gonna deal with this? We all we got are cadets.
0: Each according to their gifts. The ship is yours. You may assume command if you wish. No. The ship is yours now. Spock is trying to get Kirk back in the chair. Like, okay. Like
2: you're, you're more experienced than me. You, it. Come on, you can take it. Okay, I. Look, I, I don't, I don't want to deal with this. Heckled.
0: It was a mistake for you to accept a promotion. Commanding a starship is your first, best destiny. Anything oh. else is a waste of material.
2: Oh. Well, let's well, put it that way. Hmm. Oh, the the needs of the many outweigh... Oh! The f- needs of the few.
0: Or the one. Or. Or one. Or just one. You really want? You really want me in the chair, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going in the chair. By order of Starfleet Command, as of now, eighteen hundred hours, I'm assuming command of this vessel. Duty officer noted in the ship's log. Plot a new course for regular one. Mr. Scott, we'll be going to warp speed. Okay. I know none of you were expecting this, and I'm sorry. I'm going to have to ask you to grow up sooner than you expected. Sulu? Sulu? Or yep. five.
2: Go. Uh, so he was like, eh, eh, uh, uh, well, so much for that.
0: So this is a thing that's happening.
2: Oh, they're going to, oh, and here's Joaquin, of course, played by an uncredited Judson Scott. And he's telling Khan, look, we won, okay? We're free. We got a ship. We got, like, Paul Winfield just standing here with, like, a slug in his brain. Okay? You you won, okay? So it's like, you don't really have to beat him. Okay? Just, you don't need to deal with him again. But he's like, oh, yeah. But I want to beat him. Yep. Yep.
0: 15, man, 15 years is a long time to have a grudge. Yeah, he just
2: wants to kill him. He won't be satisfied until he's dead.
0: And Uhura's trying to get up with the regular. And nothing. It's not happening. No. Twelve hours, forty-three minutes at present speed, they will be at regular one. But
2: Kirk's like, "Well, Genesis." Wait, huh? What? I don't even know.
0: What where- in God's name does that mean? We, we
2: exactly. don't. E- what is Genesis? Except for the Bible, we know nothing about Genesis. Oh, uh, okay. We're gonna have to figure this out. Okay, so now the McCoy's in. He's like, "What?" Can someone explain what this is all about? Okay, here we go. This is an historic moment right here in cinema right here. Coming up. I remember I was at a muse. The first thing I ever saw from Star Trek II, I was like nine years old. I saw it like in New York City, like this scene right here at a museum. And I thought this was like the coolest thing I had ever seen. This part coming up.
0: This looks like an FBI film.
2: Something like that. And Dr. Marcus is explaining what exactly Genesis is. Well, it is life from lifelessness. Okay. It, uh, so basically, it's all this science-y, science-y stuff where it's like, okay, basically, like, all this, this will, like, form a dead matter into, like, living matter.
0: You ever play Terraforming Mars? It's kind of like that.
2: Yes. There's like three stages. There's a torpedo. So they're going to shoot this torpedo. Okay, this this is the sequence right here. This is what Pixar did right here. It's like... Fireball, and then...
0: Fireball, instant volcano, next thing you
2: know. Oh, the rock is forming into land and water.
0: Land and water and grass and trees and everything. Life. The grass and water and clouds and trees and life.
2: But McCoy's like, "Wait a minute, wait, wait. This could. What if this was on something where life already existed?" And Spock explains, "Yeah, this would expl This would destroy life in favor of the new matrix."
0: And McCoy's like, "What?" What? You're basically creating to destroy, or destroying to create. Yes. Six
2: days. Now it's six minutes. And as Sp- Spock's like, "Wait, wrong hands. Who are the right hands?" What's right? What's
0: wrong? Uh, Guys, can we please have a civil talk about this? The man's talking about logic. We know he's talking about logic. It's sort of his thing. But uh, Savik's on the comm. A vessel is in our area and it's closing fast. And it's, it's the Reliant.
1: Well, hmm.
0: That is indeed the Reliant. Yes. <clears throat> On the approach of any vessel when communications have not been I, established, I, Lieutenant, the administration is well yeah. aware of the regulations. Oh.
2: Okay. Basically, shut the hell up, Savic. They're like, "What? Why isn't it doing anything?" I like that one I like one of the of cons like crew has got like that Starfruit uniform hanging on her shoulder. That's pretty hot. Yep. That looks nice. That looks sexy.
0: They're getting closer. They're getting way too close. Yep. And oh, I
2: I love this music right here from James Horner right here. It's so intense. And Kirk's like, oh, this is like, huh? Well, might nope. as well, just in case something
0: happens here. Chambers Quail is overloading their comms system. They cannot speak. But scanners indicate that it's normal.
2: Oh, they're going to raise their shields.
0: Now they're gonna raise their shields, but no can't they can't do it because can't do it in time though no, and they've switched to Red Alert, yeah.
2: Everyone in the engineering room is like, "Oh, we gotta get the hell out of here!" Remember, these are cadets. These are cadets. These are kids.
0: They'd they express- do, they. It's like they know what's going on, but they don't know how to react to it. So it's like uh okay They knew exactly where to hit us.
2: <clears throat>
0: and Kirk's like, "What?
1: Who would what?"
0: Oh. Boom. Ooh, right in the plenum. And now the ship's on fire.
2: It's on fire!
0: And, and now they're like, no, now they're interesting. Now they're interested in. I want to know who I'm talking to. What? Khan? He he looks like he's just seen a ghost.
2: Yeah. And Khan's like, oh, I'm honored. I'm so happy you still remembered me.
0: So like, yeah, I've deprived you of your power, and when I come around, I'm gonna kill you.
2: But I, I want you to know that I beat you. So, okay, yeah, just, just I'll go over with you. Just don't kill the crew. And he's like, no,
0: no, now I'm, go- no, I'm gonna kill your crew. I'll agree but... to your terms, if, big if, in addition to yourself. You give me all data and material regarding the project called Genesis. Oh, yeah. what is this
1: Genesis? I,
2: and Con's like, shut up. I know, I know you're a lying sack of crap. So he's gonna give him 60 seconds. That's the stupidest mistake ever. Why would you give him time to figure out something?
0: You know Kirk's going to figure out at least three plans in 60 seconds, right? Yeah.
2: Nope, I don't care. Time is luxury you don't have. Oh, well. By the way,
0: go- fun fact. Yeah. In the two hours of this movie. Yeah. Kirk and Khan are never on the same ship.
2: No, they're never, they never have a face-to-face encounter. But at least he's making use of those glasses.
0: Yeah, so, he <laughs> he is coming to terms with the fact that he is an old.
2: Yes, so they're gonna lower Hawaiian shields and assume that Khan isn't smart enough to figure out how the shields work.
0: It's like he knows how to shoot. A, he knows how to fire from a starship, but he does not know how to fly the thing.
2: No. Oh by the way, this is my favorite piece of music from Star Trek 2 and the title of this is called Okay, are you ready for the title of this track? I'm ready for it. It's called Kirk's Explosive Reply. And by the way, w- <laughs> William Shatner shot this scene like by Nick Meyer like 50,000 times until we could get the delivery like Here it comes. So as to not give away, like... Where's the override? Where's the override?
0: Where the hell is the override? Nope. They're gonna...
2: Yeah. Because you see why they shot that scene like 50,000 times for this effect here. He played coy with freaking Khan, and now he's screwed. Now his ship's screwed.
0: Hey. D- Yo, con. Don't fuck with the enterprise.
2: And Rakeem's like, "No, we'll we'll get to it later. It's not going anywhere. We've
0: destroyed it enough." You did it. I did nothing. I bought us some time. Yes.
2: Okay, yeah, we did it. Okay. So now All right, let's just see how bad we've been hit. It's like, oh. Oh, crap. Oh,
0: that's bad.
2: Yeah. He lost
0: his nephew.
2: And even Spock's like,
0: oh.
2: And all the engineering people, they're like, oh, they're all...
0: There there are in various stages of being thoroughly banged up.
2: Very badly burned. Preston just wants to know Yeah, is the word given? Yep. Okay. And then, oh, and, oh, this, oh,
0: that's, that's bad.
2: Oh. And all Scotty wants to know is why?
0: Yeah. He wants to kill me for passing sentence on him 15 years ago. He doesn't care who stands between him and his vengeance. Yep. Ox power has been restored and we can proceed at impulse. Ugh. We got to get to regular one and figure out what the hell is going on here.
2: No, like wait, how did he know about Genesis?
0: Mm. Why am I the only one who doesn't know about Genesis? He says you gave as good as you got, no.
2: Yeah, he's only alive because he knew something about the ships that Khan didn't. Oh. Well, now they're approaching regular one, and well, uh, they, they're they're getting nothing.
0: They're still jammed. From well, no, they're oh. not
2: jammed. It's just they're on screen. It's just no one's there to receive it.
0: That's right, because they all said, "Yeah, we're getting I know added. what you want. You can't have it.
2: So we're we're all just like, you know, we're... well, where are they? Oh, we don't know. We don't know where they are.
0: Nobody knows where they are.
2: Hmm. I don't like that Kirk just said, you know, I'm I'm not even gonna change my uh uniform. I'm just gonna keep it the way it is with the nope. blood on it.
0: Aren't you going to change that? No, I'm good. No, I'm fine.
2: Okay, so... what
0: oh sure fine you can have fine you can come along
2: I kind of like these uniforms right here. They're kind of like um, bomber jackets. They're kind, yeah, or winter. They kind of look like they're going out <laughs> in like the snow or something.
0: I like bomber jackets. They're very uh, chip from Chippendale Rescue Rangers.
2: Yeah, well, that's more of the uh, the military influence, I guess, that Nick Meyer brought to this uh, yeah. picture. And really, when you think about it, this, is kind of like the first like instance of modern Star Trek with these sort of uniform designs Mm
0: -hmm. it's it's basically Star Trek without looking all science fiction-y
2: yes Uh, there's a rat how'd a rat get on this space station
0: Oh! Oh! oh, Jim, you need to come and see this. Okay, so everyone is dead. Looks like, oh no,
2: Carol could be dead. I guess what was that like a oh, in case of emergency, break glass, basically oh oh, check off in of Tyrell, We're in that case thing it was Khan. oh he oh, we found him on city Alpha five, we thought it was city Alpha six, Admiral, but it was. It turned out to be City Alpha Five. He put those hor all oh, these horrible eel things. Ugh, oh, it was terrible. Oh, it was all awful. He made us do things. Oh yeah, we we yeah we. Oh no, he did. He thought he. No, we didn't.
0: I don't know. He looks pretty controlled.
2: You on know, Tyrell's like,
1: mm.
2: oh yeah, he couldn't. Yeah, all the data banks, you know, they were they were just gone. And he just, yeah, he tortured everybody, and they, they didn't want to tell him crap. So He got pissed, and he he just, uh, he he just killed everybody. He wanted to just blow this place up, and it was like, eh, whatever. He had to get back to the ship and kill you.
0: Where is the Reliant crew?
2: Oh, they're marooned on City Alpha 5. And he blames them for the death of Moral McGivers.
0: Well, the escape pods are all in place. Where's the transporter room? Oh, there it is. Wait. So. Regula is lifeless. If stage two is completed, it was going to be underground.
2: And Savage, she's in the dark. She doesn't know about Genesis. She's like, what? What is What is this stage two you're talking about? Okay. and Khan's listening in. Oh, they can't even beam him back. So it's like, okay, if you don't hear us in an hour, just all right, just restore all your power, go take the enterprise to like a star base and just be like, okay. Just leave us. We're not going to leave you. Eh, well, if we're dead, you, yeah, there won't be anybody left. So it's like, you can just go ahead without us.
0: Oh. And everybody's like, we're not going anywhere, sir.
2: So they're going to go wherever they went to. Wherever that... The the last...
0: The last, basically, remember the last channel button on your remote? Yeah. It's sort of like that.
2: Yeah, it's something like that.
0: And sure enough, it looks like they're underground. Yep, they're underground on... Uh,
2: this moon.
0: And it looks like a giant closet.
2: Yeah, it definitely looks like a giant closet.
0: And that is Genesis. And David founds the admiral. Yep. He's not happy.
2: He's not happy. I'm Dr. Marcus, you idiot. Wait, what? Oh, he just figured it out. Oh, David, you dumbass. He didn't kill
0: anybody. David's just making this harder.
2: Oh, oh, what? Wait, what? Oh, no. Chekhov and Tyrell, they're still under mind control. Oh. It was a swerve, Chico. It was a trap. Oh! Oh, he vaporized that other guy.
0: He vaporized the other guy.
2: Just kill them already. What are you doing? Okay, just kill them. Just kill them and get it over with. He's like, I...
0: yeah i I can't do this,
2: but I'm under mind control so
0: he's <laughs> like effort I'll just kill myself, so that's exactly what he did uh, and I
2: guess. Whatever that eel did, it's like, ah, I'm, I'm sick of this guy. I'll just crawl out of Chekhov's here. Oh. Ew.
0: Dude. You're leaking a uh, brain. Blood. Oh, and that's dead. It's dead. That is definitely dead. It's dead as shit. And if you don't hurry, Chekov's gonna be next.
2: Ah, uh, here it comes. Here's the here's the big scene coming up right here.
0: Oh, Kirk, you're still alive, my old friend. Still, old friend. Uh,
2: he tried to kill everybody, but guess what? I'm not dead, Khan. I'm not dead. It's like, all right, f this. Khan's like, uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I, I'm not even gonna, yeah. I don't even try, Admiral. Uh, I'm taking it. I'm taking the torpedo with me.
0: By now, everybody's pretty much resigned to. Yeah, they've all figured this out. They've been hoodwinked, flim flammed. They got torn
2: swoggled. They were fooled. And Khan's like, uh, I'm just gonna, I've, I've, I've made you submit so much and I want to keep on hurting you. And I'm just in the end, I'm just going to leave you as you left my wife just marooned on the center of a dead planet for all eternity buried alive buried alive and then uh yay he said the line chico he said the line that's the line and somehow this echoes i don't know how this echoes throughout the moon but it does And well they they're not getting anything from the enterprise.
0: no, they are not,
2: and Chekhov's just like holding the ice pack on his ear. And Dr. Mork is like, "I don't get this who who's who the hell is gone?"
0: Oh, he's just some guy who wants to kill me. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's just some guy who wants to kill me. And McCoy's right. Why would anyone care about
2: having some food right now? Oh, good. I hope they have astronaut ice cream on the uh, Genesis planet. He was like, why would we do this?
0: Uh. I don't know, because it's fun. Mm.
2: All right. Whatever. Hmm. Oh, he he never knew. He never knew that he was his dad.
0: Ooh. Oh, I never knew he had a dad. Or I never knew. Yeah. You
2: know. Well, as Carol explains, yeah, I didn't want him going chasing around his dad throughout the universe. So well,
0: that boat sailed, didn't it?
2: Yeah. Jim just explains to Carol, yeah, I haven't seen this guy in 15 years and he's trying to kill me. And he's like, oh, yeah. My son. Yeah. where did the time go? That could have been, I could have had a different life. He could, yeah, Kirk could have been a family man and nope. Didn't happen. Now he's just. Just by himself. Kind of like his apartment. That's how he feels.
1: hmm
2: And so. Oh, Carol's like. I'm going to show you something. That'll make you feel young again. It's like. Oh. So okay. We're going to. We're going to see what this looks like. Oh, I'm want pins and needles. I'm so excited to see what this looks Oh. 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 They've boy. restored impulse power and they're reliant.
0: Oh, crap. Well, that was quick.
1: whoa
2: it's all that one day one day
0: it's 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 beautiful McCoy's like wow this is like the most amazing thing I've ever seen and Mark and Doctor Marcus is like, "Can I cook or can I cook?"
2: Uh, sounds like, "Wait a minute,
0: I, I, huh? Where's where's the ship? Nobody's seen the ship."
2: Oh. Savik wants to figure out... Okay.
0: How did you beat the Kobayashi Maru?
2: Oh, yeah, I'm curious. How did did he beat this? Oh, he's the only Starfleet cadet that ever won it. And then...
0: I reprogrammed the simulation so it was possible to rescue the ship. And basically said, he cheated, changed the conditions. the ch- Got a accommodation for original thinking. I don't like to lose. Then, oh,
2: like, well, then he he's never faced a death situation. But Kirk's like, oh, I don't care.
0: Yeah. I don't believe in no-win scenarios.
2: Yeah, screw that. All right, it's two hours. All right, Spock, can we get back on the ship? All right, they're going to get back on the ship.
0: I don't like to lose.
2: Hey, just take a bite out of the apple.
0: <laughs> By the book, recently, 46 days, transmissions are...
2: Yeah, no encoded messages <sighs> on open channels.
0: You uh, lied. I exaggerated.
2: Yeah, he said days now. Oh, we have minutes instead of hours now. All right, so... Yeah, he just told Spock, yeah, that young man is my son. Yeah, that's a scene that was added for the director's edition from the uh it was also in the uh extended cut in uh for ABC. to add to add additional catharsis, add additional catharsis to the movie. Oh, they're underneath the moon.
0: <laughs> that's great. They tricked yep. Khan. They can't outrun the ship. They can't outgun the ship. So Oh, we're yeah, going they're ser- to yeah, they're going to Wait ser- them out.
2: They're going to circle around each other.
0: Uh, oh, they found the uh, Matara Nebula.
2: Yeah. So, okay, if they go in there, they're, they're going to have a fair fight against Khan.
0: No sensors, no shields, just guns blazing.
2: They're just going to go there. All right.
0: ship's on red alert again
2: and the crew is like all right we're gonna yeah let's get ready oh you see that torpedo getting loaded now remember that this is setting up something later Mm Mhm. it's yeah
0: Uh uh-huh i gotta like this it's like i've never seen a photon torpedo yeah be launched before. Yeah, it's like a first.
2: <clears throat> and Khan's like, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Oh.
0: Not so wounded as we were to believe. Yeah.
2: they they're going straight into it the Matara nebula and i think the eff- the effects of this i think they actually got the effects for like the like through like a like a water tank they like dipped some like chemicals in it to get that cool effect ah that is a nice effect right there you going to catch me Come and get me.
0: Mm. Oh. Oh, they missed. What happens if the Reliant fails to follow us into the nebula?
2: Oh they know. Think... Yeah, they're gonna fall. <laughs> Oh, because Kirk, he knows Khan better than anybody.
0: Oh, he'll follow us.
2: Nope, uh, D- David just wants to take a look-see. He's yeah. like, yeah, we can't go in the Nebula. Yeah, we will, our shields won't work.
0: Oh, 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 man. He's going to beat him. Kirk's about to, Kirk's about to troll Khan here.
2: And Khan's like, yeah, I'm going to, screw him. I'm going to, and Joaquin's like, oh, you, you got, you got Genesis. And they're like, I don't care. Follow him, that nebula! Damn it! Just go with that nebula!
0: I wanna beat him! Look, I have Genesis! I killed half his crew! No! I want Kirk!
2: Oh, by the way, while we have a moment, um, the design of the Reliant, you notice how it's like the, um, you see how the, the, what do you call the, the, what do you call those wings on the ship? The nacelles? Yeah, the nacelles, how they're like, uh, downwards. Uh-huh. Well, there's like a story, like when Harv Bennett approved the design of the, um, of the ship, like he read the ship upside down, which is the way the ship is in the movie. And he signed to, just so he could get the signature on it, and they realized, oh crap! He approved the he approved the um the design of the ship, but it's upside down, and now we have to make the ship the way he read the, sh- the ship as as it sign as he signed off on it. So they had to like completely change the design of the ship, but you know what? It, it worked. worked. It works.
0: So now we're playing an intergalactic game of Marco Polo, basically. Yeah. They're literally firing blind.
2: Flashing, flashing lights. More flashing.
0: All the flashing. Yeah.
2: This would give you a seizure, definitely.
0: And now we're back to firing on the ship. Oh, now everything's on fire. And now everything on the other ship is on fire. Boom! I have super strength I just remembered this Oh
2: Oh Radiation Yep, time to get out of there Joachim, he's Oh, he's dead
0: Oh. Oh. Oh man, you're just making Khan
2: angrier. I think everyone is dead now. Except Khan. Chango was like, I'm fine now. Yeah, could you use me on the bridge?
0: Yep. You don't have any more brains leaking out of your head, do you? Kirk is still trying to figure out how is he going to trap Khan?
2: Two-dimensional thinking.
0: I think Kirk just got an idea. He did. Okay.
2: So this is gonna, uh, I guess, sit and wait. Oh, there, there's a reliant. Static, static, static. Oh, he's right behind you. <laughs> he's behind you. peek a
1: Uh,
0: I see you. Boom. Now they're basically taking out anything that moves. Yeah. Anything with a conduit is getting blown off.
2: Yeah, they're not. Oh, his crew.
0: God. Screw's like, oh, they're all dying one by one. It's like, all of Khan's crew are dead. Khan is barely alive.
2: Yeah, there's no way he's going to escape.
0: You gotta be kidding! No one could survive that.
2: Oh my god, that—that that is creepy.
0: You want to know what's even creepier? Yeah, that's the same burn pattern that was on Peter's face.
2: Oh yeah, what a coincidence. And his hand's all like messed. The one that doesn't have the glove is all messed up.
0: He's like, yeah. It's like, oh, I, yeah, you thought you won.
2: No, it's not. You didn't win. I got you. I got you. Wait where I want you.
0: What's he gonna do? What's that? I'm Ugh. Just, I'm just, uh, uh.
2: Uh, ah. I'm press this button here. He's going to launch Genesis. Yes, he's going to launch it from the... Uh...
0: He's basically going to convert the Nebula and everything in it.
2: Into everything. It everything into Genesis and it's going to be a planet. And David's like, Oh crap. Yeah, that's Genesis.
0: Oh, no. I need warp speed in three minutes or we're all dead. And Spock's like,
2: yeah, I'll do something. And like, no one notices he walks out. Nope, nobody notices he walks out.
0: And Spock is headed to the engine room.
2: And McCoy's like, no, you can't go in there.
0: As you're so fond of observing, Doctor, I am not human.
2: Ah, yeah, you're right. That's stupid.
0: I don't think Psych! A...
2: Psych. All right, I'm I'm so. Psych. I am
0: sorry, Doctor. I have no time to discuss this logically. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that this will not come into play like later on in like another movie. No. Scott's like, oh, wait a second. You walked into that room. Yep. Like, he went, Scott, I think, didn't he witness the whole thing just sitting down? Basically. And he just realized, oh, crap, you're going to walk into that room. Why'd you do that?
0: Uh Uh-huh. No, no, what, what are
1: you doing?
2: Oh, it's just as simple as like grabbing something and just be like, Ugh.
0: yeah, he's repairing the reactor while being exposed to life threatening radiation. You ever been inside a dilithium core before? Uh, no, it will. uh, It'll mess you up.
2: And again, it's like they don't notice that Spock's not there.
0: Nobody notices a box out there. They're busy trying to get away from the Royal lions,
2: and it's like, uh, now, <sighs> like, uh, we're not gonna get out of here. Khan's like, yeah, I did it. I beat you.
0: I. This is how I win. From hell's heart, I stab at thee. For hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee. And then he dies. Yeah, we
2: won't see him actually. We just presume he's gonna die in the explosion.
0: Okay, main energy is back online on the Enterprise. Up! Oh. oh wow, Scotty! You Zulu, did it. get us out of here!
2: Boom! Boom! Boy, yo, Khan died thinking, "Oh yeah, I killed Kirk." Yeah, jokes on him.
0: Jokes on him. There's no killing Captain Kirk. Unless you're Malcolm McDowell. But more on that in the future, in a future movie.
2: They're all just looking like, "Wow, look at it it's look at it, look at it it's a it's an orange ball right now. It's nothing like how Pixar showed us it was gonna be. was like, yeah jim, i there's something you gotta get down here." And then he looks like, Oh crap.
0: Spox out here. Okay. Uh, get me in there he'll flood the whole compartment he'll die he's dead already uh, well oh. this was basically uh Leonard Nimoy wanting out of his contract.
2: Yeah, so this was going to be like his big, this is going to be like his big grand finale. But as we, we'll, uh, uh, yeah, we we're, we're spoiling the uh, the next movie a little bit. But Leonard Nimoy had such a great time doing Star Trek 2 that he was like, you know what? Change my mind. Oh. Oh. He. Oh does not yeah. Not look good. Oh no. He's got like He's got like burns on his face.
0: Uh-huh. Don't grieve, Admiral. It is logical. The yeah. needs of the many yeah. way outweigh... Yeah.
2: The needs of the few or just just the one. Or the just woman. one just 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 one,
0: I never took the Kobayashi Maru test until now
2: oh he he just came up with a solution to to win the Kobayashi Maru
0: now he wants to know what he thinks of it. I have been and always shall be your friend. Yeah, and he does he does the
2: Vulcan live long and prosper salute on the glass. Live long, yeah, and prosper. And now he's gonna, yeah, I'll do that. Well, that's not really good salute. It's just like no, he just put his hand on the glass.
0: It's it's just his hand.
2: Yeah. In fact, so I'm just gonna die lying down here. I'm just gonna take a nap right now and just die. you know, conveniently doesn't tell him that. Oh yeah, I I did something with McCoy. You won't find that out until the next movie. No. Yeah, they're gonna just put him on this torpedo and yep. shoot him out into space.
0: And yet it should be noted that in the midst of our sorrow, this death takes place in the shadow of new life, the sunrise of a new world, a world that our beloved comrade gave his life to protect. He did it not feel the sacrifice a vain or empty one? and we will not debate his profound wisdom at these proceedings. Of my friends, I can only say this. Of all the souls I've encountered in my travels, his was the most human. Well, honours.
2: I got to say, I appreciate that Savick decided, you know what, for this funeral, I'm just going to make my hair nice and stylish. I'm just going to go all out here. Yeah, Scott's just going to play the bagpipes. Playing Amazing Grace.
0: And they're gonna, yep. They shoot the torpedo into the atmosphere of the Genesis planet as the the sun's rising
2: onto the Genesis planet. Yep, they they're leaving right now. And then, oh, Crook's like, I'm just gonna read my book. And then he notices, oh. The glasses are broken. Ah, crap. Oh, man, these are 400-year-old glasses. Where can you go to repair 400-year-old glasses? Well, it's not like I'm going to have a
0: time machine to have them fixed. It's like the closest lens crafters is like 600 light years away.
2: And David walks into the room and is like... Mm. Oh, it's a father-son talk.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Says Lieutenant Savick was right. He never faced death. No, he hasn't. He's cheated death tricked his way out of death. And he gave himself an unseemly amount of credit in doing so.
2: Uh uh well. Uh well. Oh, David was wrong about Kirk.
0: He's not a voice gal. Is that what you came to say? Eh, yeah. Also, I'm proud to be your son. Oh, yes.
2: All right. Uh, awkward hug. A little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to go to the City city five pick up the crew of the Ryan and they're, like, they look... Like at the Genesis plan like wow.
0: There are always possibilities, Spock said. And if Genesis is indeed life from death I must return to this place again. Oh Jim, little do you know. He's not dead, you know. As long as we remember him. It's a far, far better thing to do than I've ever done before. A far better resting place I go to than I've ever known. Is that a poem? No, it's It's something Spock was trying to tell me on my birthday. Yeah, because
2: he finished the book. He finished A Tale of Two Cities. Yep.
0: They ask him how he feels, he feels Yeah feel young.
2: Jim now feels young again. But oh meanwhile back on the jazz. Now this was a last minute addition to the movie.
0: Yeah, this was added after uh it was focus tested and basically yeah, th- they basically filmed two endings. Yeah, one
2: without this and one with this. They, they put this they wanted to put this in to give the audience, hey, there's a possibility he's gonna come back. And so you're looking at it and it's like There it is. There's a torpedo on the surface of the planet.
0: yep yeah wind and all the all
2: the trees like, and now, for the first time ever, it's Spock giving the opening sequence from the show, mhm, yep. You know how this goes. Yeah. Strange new worlds.
0: The new life forms.
2: Yeah, new new life, new civilizations.
0: To boldly go. Yada, yada, yada.
2: Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Then it just goes straight zoom. And big, bright blue font here. Oh, hold on a second. There's. Two people I want to point out here in the cast list. Okay. What well, one's in the cast list and one's in the crew that I'm going to point out. Okay, hold on a second. It's right, it's right near the end of this, but playing a radio voice, you see that? David Ruprecht. Yes, David Ruprecht was a radio voice at this. Mm-hmm. That that's awesome. Oh, uh, the real heroes, the stunt people in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but
0: this was like a tremendous box office success. It sure was. And much more critically uh, lauded than the first film.
2: Yeah, if I recall, I think it was Janet Mazelin from the New York Times who said in her opening in the uh, paragraph in the Star Trek Two review, she the first thing she wrote was, "Now that's more
0: like it." <laughs> Pretty much.
2: Oh, their first camera assistant, Catherine oh. Coulson. Now Catherine Colson is best known as the Log Lady on Twin Peaks, because she was uh she worked I think uh behind the scenes on David Lynch on a lot of projects too. Yep. So yeah, that that's int- that's amazing. Catherine Coulson, the log lady from Twin Peaks, worked on Star Trek too. So okay, yeah. Uh, so like Spock's dead now, so it's like, oh well.
0: It's like, but Spock's dead, but he's not really dead. Dead, he's just dead.
2: He's just dead. So it's like, okay, that that's that's pretty definitive. Like how how are you gonna find a way to bring him back? Well, yeah, well, hmm. who's gonna explain that story? We'll find out in the next movie. But there it is, Mark Ocran. Tra- Vulcan
0: translation, Mark Ocran.
2: Yeah, Mark Mark Ocran did the uh, translation translation for uh the vulcan language and then up oh, special visual effects produced at ilm
0: you may have heard of them
2: yes in fact uh if i've been watch, have you watched that uh show on disney plus on ilm yeah yeah it's i've watched like i think the first three or four episodes it's very good
0: oh yeah If you are a fan of um, special effects, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, you will find something to enjoy about it.
2: Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure the matte painting artist is not that Chris Evans. No.
0: No. And...
2: Drawfuel Effects by Evans and Sol- Sutherland Digistar Systems. Tactical Spray by by Evans and Sutherland Picture System. specco Computer Graphics by Computer Graphics Laboratory, University of California, San Francisco, Dr. Robert Langridge.
0: And pyrotechnics. Pyrotechnics. Lots and lots of pyrotechnics.
2: But well, whoever Tom Smith is, he has had an assistant. His name is Kyle Turner. Special thanks to NASA, the Jet Poulson Laboratory. Video displays by the Burbank Studios. Digital computer graphics furnished by Los Alamos National Laboratory. Digital optical effects by Modern Film Effects. theme by Alexander Courage from the original series. Filmed in Panavision.
0: Damn right it was. Yes.
2: Dolby stereo in selected theaters.
0: Damn right it is.
2: Who who would have a... Why would you go see a theater and see this movie in mono in 1982? See this in stereo, baby. Colorado Movie Lab, original soundtrack by Atlantic Records and Tapes. And
0: this picture was made under the jurisdiction of IATSE. Because we are union, bitches.
2: MPA certificate number two six six nine
1: four.
0: The USS Enterprise will return.
2: And Paramount. Stars. a Gulf and
0: Western company. And that's your movie. That is that is the movie, and again. It is available wherever fine movies can be sold or streamed. Uh hopefully for not not too long before we get the 4K release and subsequent release on Paramount Plus. Cross yes. your fingers for that. For the uh yeah, hopefully
2: we'll see the uh director's cut along with the theatrical edition on Paramount Plus soon. But as I said, you could go get the Blu-ray of this, you could go to maybe if you see this at like I don't know, savers or goodwill the director's edition DVD for like a buck or something you can buy it or um it's on iTunes and digital and Google Play and the like so you can you can well, either the theatrical cut or the director's cut it doesn't matter it's still a great movie 40 years later and I think um next month uh, fathom events for the uh, Star Trek day they're going to have like a special screening of uh, Star Trek 2 for the 40th anniversary. That's going to be a really good. That's going to be a really good watch, I think. Yeah, I actually saw this movie in the theater like 5 years ago for the 35th anniversary. It was pretty Oh wow. It was pretty awesome to see it in front of the uh, in front of a the screen. They actually did have like a a special like opening sequence with um um god, I I think it was like uh, I think it was Scott Mance from Axis Hollywood. Yeah, he uh, had. There was like a segment where he interviewed Shatner, like right before the uh, start of the movie about his experiences on the film. It was pretty good. So, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I'm gonna go see it again for uh, next month. So, I'm really pumped to see it again. And yeah, it's a movie which I can watch like a million times. I could never, I can never get tired of it. And when I had the, the got the two disc soundtrack. It's so weird because whenever I listen to the soundtrack of this movie, it's like when I just hear the score, I can hear I can hear
0: the dialogue in my head. Yeah, it, it, it's like the the score. It's like something James Horner does. He makes a score so that it sort of resonates to a certain scene and you hear it and instantly you can remember the scene and you can remember what you are feeling when you are watching the scene.
2: It's, like, funny enough, because we're recording this maybe a few days after the uh, Field of Dreams game happened with MLB, and James Horner did the score for Field of Dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, the same thing. It's, like, whenever I hear the score from Field of Dreams, I can, like, hear the dialogue in my head. It's just... uh, It's something, like, whatever... Same thing with, like, Amazing Spider-Man. Whenever I hear his score for that movie, it's, like, I could hear dialogue... It's I don't know. It's like something James Horner did, where it's like any piece of music. It's like you can just hear, you can just play the dialogue in your head. It's amazing.
0: It um, is indeed amazing, and uh, some of the some of the greatest composers will make you feel that way. Yes, but yeah, Star Trek Two, as we said, made a lot
2: of money, and hopefully it will not be long before we do Star Trek three. Hopefully. We're we're gonna be searching for something. I don't know what we're gonna be searching for, but we'll be searching for something.
0: Yeah. well will we'll 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 uh we'll keep in touch with each other, see if it pops up somewhere. Who knows where, but somewhere. Yes. But
2: until then, that was Chico and I'm Greg. And, and we'll see if it... I
0: could and if I can say so to our yeah. listeners, you are and we'll continue to be our friends. Sure.
2: All right. See you next time. Until then, uh, I guess live long and prosper.
1: Peace.